Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. It's as here, it's a new series. I don't know why I'm doing this to myself, but I've decided that to give a bit of support to Janny, I will start doing my own team selection video um, every Thursday. So obviously if you watch Black Box, you'll kind of know what I'm thinking, but this allows me to go into a little bit more detail um, about it. You might not be interested in that, I, I wouldn't be, but here we are. Uh, I'm currently ranked... Very low, as we'll see in a little bit, but it's only game week one, so uh, it's probably fine. Um, if you do like uh, the idea of this video, though, if you do want to see me, uh, all the highs and lows of my season, do give me a like uh, on this video, do subscribe to the channel um, as well, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, and like I said, I'll be able to get these out kind of every every Thursday evening um, for you to laugh at what's going on. Uh, uh, yeah, as you can see, I'm quite negative, I'm quite negative, I need to, I need to chill out, it's only, it's only game week one, there's, there's plenty of time. Um, to go. Uh, as well as that, um, I'll also be talking about Fantasy Five as well. I know a lot of you play uh, this. You know that I play it kind of every week as well. They're a partner of Scout this season. Uh, you can win £10,000 for free um, every week. All you've got to do is pick five players that you think will outscore uh, their Fantasy Points target, uh, which is assigned by Fantasy Five. Uh, it's delightfully simple, very difficult to do, but there's some great prizes on offer as well. You've got weekly prizes, Premier League kits of choice, monthly prizes. They're giving away things like uh, gaming TVs um, and overall prize as well. Um, UCL final tickets, uh, the Champions League were given away last week to the final. And there's a, a league as well that you can join and check yourself on the leaderboard. So it's well worth getting into. Add it to your kind of fantasy football weekly uh, kind of routine um, I have uh, and like I said I, I play every week so these were my selections last week um, I went for Perisic, Neto, James, Welbeck and Kevin De Bruyne you can see none of them outscored uh, their fantasy target even though I did get returns from Welbeck and De Bruyne no amount of clean sheet from James Well, apart from the yellow card no bonus points on um, your note so yeah it wasn't possible last week there was no winners from West Ham City no winners from Leeds and Wolves but if you pick the likes of Gross uh, Solly March, Ben Chilwell, Jorginho, Dyer, Kulizewski, uh, you can be ranking quite high. So when are we going to see our first winner? Will it be me? Uh, stay tuned and find out. I'll be presenting my team for next week um, at the end of this video um, as well, after I've gone through my current team. Okay, let's talk about game week one then. The dust has settled. I've had enough time to kind of process kind of what went on. It was an interesting game week. I know there's a lot of kind of Good scores out there. The template broadly did well, although you know there was a lot of pain if you went for some of the Spurs players, and a lot of people have obviously moved over to Haaland. Um, I didn't fare too well. Forty-nine points. Uh, it's Ward in goal with one. Uh, Trent Robertson, Dean Perisic, who was a bit of an error. Uh, Cancelo, Salah, De Bruyne, Mount, Neto, and Jesus. Now, if anyone, any of you watched my uh, last stream I did for Scout 
um, just before the the deadline. Uh, you might have noticed that I had a certain other eight million midfielder in my squad. That was uh, Kulazewski. I took him out last minute uh, for Mason Mount, and obviously then had to watch him him get a goal and assist against Southampton, and then Mount Blank in a really sort of poor uh, performance for from Chelsea. So. You know, I, I kind of vowed not to do that and not make last-minute changes, and in the end, I did. I think that the Perisic news was was so shaky. I just wasn't really sure what to kind of believe with it. I, I really want him in in my team, kind of long term. I think he's has the potential to break the game, as, as some people say, at five point five million. Um, and yeah, I, I wanted to kind of go with him from the off and just see if he, he could get that kind of first start. And I, I knew there was a big risk of doing that. I thought he would start. I was probably about 60-40% that he would start, even though I saw rumours coming from Spurs. And I think as the day kind of went on, there was more and more ramping up and I probably should have paid a bit more attention to that. But in the end, I, I decided to go with him. What that meant was that I had kind of uh, Kulazewski in my team as well. And I thought, well, after game week one's over... Um, he then goes into Chelsea and then Richarlis is going to be in the team. Are we going to start seeing a bit of a shake-up with some new signings in? Is he potentially going to be a problem for me? Am I just looking at that game week one fixture and, and getting a bit overexcited about it? So in the end, I went for, for Mount, given that I think the long-term potential was was there for Mount. He, he was kind of one of the highest scoring um, XGI uh, 8 million midfielders last season. Um, I know there was some kind of uncertainties around Chelsea's attack, but from a FPL standpoint, I think he had a really good season um, last year. I was looking at Saka, I was looking at maybe starting with Foden. I was kind of considering them all. But in the end, I just thought, let's go for like the reliable pick here, um, get Mountain. What I saw from him was was disappointing. I mean, he he was he lost some of his set pieces. Um, he was really ineffective in that game. Everton did a great job marking him, and then he was subbed early. So awful kind of result for me with him. Kulazewski obviously came in and smashed it, but you know, it's, it's just one of those things. Um, I think you know uh, the the idea of going for Mount in general as that kind of safer pick. Uh, was was a decent one, but I think what I probably should have done in hindsight was just remove Perisic, who was the obvious uh, the obvious risk. Not kind of try and take out other half risks when I had a massive one just staring me at the face. Obviously, if I'd done Perisic down to um, you know a, a Gabriel or a Trippier, I'd, I'd have more points and I would have kept Kulusevski. So easy easy to say with hindsight. I'm trying not to beat myself up too much about it, but it, it is difficult when you when you've kind of struggled in in game week one um, as well. So yeah, disappointed with that. I mean, it was it was just a lot of no points, really. I mean, obviously, the goalkeepers, uh, Wards uh, and Iverson, I, I was hoping for a clean sheet against Brentford. I thought they were looking pretty good in that game. Uh, and then, obviously, taking Dewsbury Hall off, not making any subs. I think Rogers really got his tactics wrong against that. It allowed Brentford to come back into the game and, and kind of snatch the draw. Um, double Liverpool defence. I was really happy watching them. Even though Liverpool were poor in general, I thought attacking-wise, they were great. So I'm not too worried about those guys going forward uh, and yeah and then I mean Dean and, and Perisic both with one I mean Dean was really disappointing I mean I really really did agonise over which 5 million defender to go for I thought that's absolutely outstanding options at that 5 million bracket and of course I picked basically the only one that didn't register in returns Zinchenko, Gabriel um, all players I was considering Trippier as well Walker all returning and Dean doesn't get anything so a lot of people will be saying it serves me right for, for going with Dean he's actually been pretty good for me over the years, I've caught some quite big hauls from him. I haven't had too many times when I've benched him or and he's hauled or when I've sold him and or when I've had him in my team and he hasn't done well. So I haven't really got that kind of bias uh, towards him. But Villa, I wasn't expecting Villa to be that poor or Bournemouth to be that good. So full credit um, and, and to them as well. Um, I was impressed with Neto looking a bit further up the pitch. Um, I thought he, I thought he looked good. Wolves shaky at the back, but I think they will score goals. They've got this new guy coming in, uh, Guedes coming in, who I think looks good. Um, you know, offers a bit of kind of uh, a bit of different kind of setup to them up front with Jimenez out as well, and, and Pedence playing up front as well. But 
Neto, he reminded me of uh, a bit like Grealish last season, uh, kind of in the right places, in the right areas. Ball just not really falling to him that much. But then he had some trickery as well, kind of the outside of the box. So happy to give him a few more, a few more weeks and, and kind of see uh, from that. So yeah, overall disappointing. Um, but you know, we we move as as the as the people say. I hate that phrase so much, but yeah, uh, we have to uh, we have to keep thinking of moving. So this is my team heading into game week two. Now, you'll notice there is a glaring omission here, who I'll talk about in a sec. Uh, it's Ward again, way at Arsenal, not ideal by any stretch. Hoping for some save points. Uh, it's Trent, Robertson, Cancelo and Dean. I think that's maybe as good as it gets, um, that back four. Uh, I, I really like the you know the prospects of Trent and Robertson, as I've kind of said. Uh, Cancelo, obviously the best defender you can have against, against Man City, against Bournemouth, sorry, playing for Man City. And then Dean as well. I mean, I look at the five million options this week. I think Newcastle away at Brighton. That's quite a tough game. Brighton played really well. Uh, I think Leicester can score against Arsenal as well. Uh, so that's Gabriel and, and Zinchenko. Um, I think Walker's obviously a great option as well. But that would, you know, potentially block me from from moving to Haaland. Um, it could, you know, they could sign another defender coming in um, as well. Maybe purely for one week, Walker would be the one that I'd go for if I was looking for that third defender spot. Um, but that fourth defender. But I think, given the kind of uncertainties around that, I mean, they're definitely almost certainly going to sign up. Definitely almost certainly how vague is that? They're definitely going to sign a fullback. I think before the transfer window closes, uh, we should put a bit more bit more pressure on Walker. So. I look at Villa and I think, okay, they've had this this really bad performance. There's some kind of unrest emerging from the camp, but they've got a good opportunity now in front of their home fans against an Everton side who don't have a recognised striker um, to get a clean sheet and, and get some vital points before the fixtures turn sort of quite nasty. So it's a big game for Gerard. This uh, and I think they'll come through it with a, with a narrow win. Um, up front, uh, we've got Salah and De Bruyne. Now De Bruyne uh, means I haven't got Haaland. You might be thinking, where the hell is Haaland in your team as well? I've got De Bruyne and a lot of people asking why I did that, why I went for De Bruyne, why I didn't go for a Kane or a Haaland and, and look for that switch. Um, I think for me, it was it was a combination of things, really. I, I really liked the look of De Bruyne pre-season and towards the end of last season. I thought that was, you know, not just the, the goals he scored, but the positions he was taking up. So advanced, so attacking. He looks fully fit. He's recovered from all his injuries. Um, and I thought, you know, Haaland will only boost his, his kind of prospects because now there's going to be kind of more assists and there's going to be that, that target man to maybe take some of the, the, the pressure off, off, off De Bruyne, really. Um, so I was, I was very close between them. I, I just thought that Haaland could take a little bit of time to, to settle um, in the league. It's been one game week. That looks like an absolutely ridiculous um, theory now, given he's scored two goals against West Ham, uh, you know he's on penalties. He uh, don't get me wrong, he's an absolutely outstanding option, but it has only been one game week, um, and he's playing a very different side now in Bournemouth. I think Haaland will haul against Bournemouth. Don't get me wrong, I think ten to fifteen points is almost certain from from that game. He'll get a couple of goals in that, but that doesn't mean to me that De Bruyne can't also get uh, two or three goals in that match um, as well. So it would be taking a hit for De Bruyne out for Haaland, bringing in a four point five. Um, I can't afford a five because obviously of the price rise for Haaland. So maybe you could argue that I should have done it early. I could have got a, a, a Bailey, but I wasn't really too enamoured by by going for him, given that Villa's fixture turn and going with two Villa after that performance seems a bit of a risk. So instead, I thought I'd hold, give myself two transfers next week. I think if, if De Bruyne, maybe if he operates deep or if he doesn't look quite the same and we just see a relentless Haaland again, um, then obviously that switch is, is going to have to be made. Um, with the two with the two threes, if they kind of round about roughly kind of match each other, then I've, I think I've got other fires to to put out, and I'll probably hold um, De Bruyne for the kind of short short term at least. Um, the issues, of course, are with, with price rises. It's really really tricky to to sit on your hands when when Haaland's price, you know, he could be twelve million 
in a couple of weeks. The same price as De Bruyne, and obviously a lot of people have got him for 0.5. And you know, when De Bruyne is more money, you've you've got to get more points from him, really. And I can't really see that happening. So, don't get me wrong. I know I'm not in a in an ideal scenario. Be interested to know what you guys think. Would you have moved early for Haaland? Would you have done De Bruyne out and brought Haaland in? Would you keep the faith with, with De Bruyne for a few more weeks? I don't think it's an easy decision. I think a lot of people are saying, you know, Haaland's a must-have and everything. And I completely agree that he is if you don't have De Bruyne. But I'm hoping that De Bruyne... I don't think De Bruyne covers Haaland, but I think De Bruyne is a fantastic option in his own right that could outscore him. So be really interesting to see what, what kind of happens there. If, if, the, if the pendulum does switch back and De Bruyne does sort of heavily outscore Haaland... We're unlikely to see many people making that move over to De Bruyne. Um, so that's why it's a very risky pick, because if Haaland pulls again and De Bruyne doesn't, we're going to see even more people moving, and then I'm then I'm in a bit of trouble. So I'm going to give it one more week. Um, hopefully Haaland doesn't outscore De Bruyne by, by too much. Hopefully De Bruyne outscores him. Uh, that's what I'm paying for. So yeah, we'll kind of see how it goes. Anyway, that's the rationalisation for that. I won't keep going on about it. Uh, I've got Mount in there. Now, Mount is an option to take out as well. I was really disappointed with him. Um, I do wonder if there's a, a hint of an injury around that. He doesn't normally get, get subbed early, but he was really ineffective in that game. There's question marks around Chelsea's kind of struggling attack. You know, Sterling's coming in. They haven't got this forward. Havertz, I have my doubts about as well. I want to see something more from Mount um, in that game just to kind of make me uh, confident that he's going to haul in the easier games with Leeds and Southampton kind of on the horizon. So he, he's not a kind of a hard sell for me. I'm, I'm willing to give him a bit of time. But like I said, with, with transfer happening so quickly and prices happening so quickly... It's really difficult to be patient with some of these players, and you know, especially if Mount goes down in price, and then I'm priced out of the likes of Kulusevski or Saka, it's going to be really, you know, really bitter pill to, to swallow. So, need to, need to kind of keep my eye on that and a really assess the performance against against Spurs. Um, Neto is is fine. I, I talked about him a minute ago. I think he's good. I mean, Fulham at home, I, I wasn't that impressed with Wolves. But I, they did look all right, kind of going forward. Whether that says more about Leeds um, or not, but I thought that there is a bit of pace in there. He's got that kind of trickery. Gibbs White might be on the move, which weakens them, but they've got this new signing coming in. So I'm happy to kind of give him a, a bit more time. Um, he wasn't really playing in the kind of, you know, lone striker up front role that, that we might have, have hoped for. I think Jimenez out kind of pushed him a bit wider, means Pedence kind of operates in that kind of central role. But he was still making good runs, still getting into positions. I'm hoping that the balls um, you know, fall a little bit kinder to him. I'm playing Pereira. Now, if you told me in game week two that I'd be playing Andreas Pereira, uh, I would think that something had gone majorly wrong in my side. And you could, you could argue that it, it has. And I'm sure a lot of people will. Um, I was really impressed with Fulham, uh, though. I thought they were absolutely excellent against Liverpool. Um, you know, the pressing, the, the style of play they have, the, the ability to hit Mitrovic on a whim. And, and Pereira, I think, is going to be a really key part of that attack. He's on the set piece. He's played really far forward. Um, he's got a good pass on him as well. And he's going to be, going to be that kind of cheap creator hub. So I think he's going to, he's going to easily outscore his 4.5 million price tag. He's got two good games now. Wolves, really shaky defence, really poor. And then Brentford next as well. Um, and then a really tough run of games. But it could be an option for, for two people. If you're like me, you want to hold a transfer um, and just kind of get a little bit more data to kind of assess with. So I'm not too worried about playing him. You know, a lot of people are playing Bailey, for example. I don't think there's a huge amount of it between Bailey and Andreas Pereira. Um, this week, um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm happy to kind of you know run that run at corner and, and, and play him uh, with Perisic on my bench because I just don't trust his his starting. Um, I think he might start against Chelsea actually, um, but it would be very harsh on on Session if he did. Uh, Perisic and Insul, what to do with him? I mean, I'm, I'm going to hold him this week. Uh, if he doesn't start against Chelsea, you know, then it's a really nice game at home to Wolves. Does he get that start? To, he, I mean, he's got to start. You know, pretty soon. Is it worth holding him though when he could get subbed off? You know, sixty minutes or or earlier. 
it might be that I do just kind of count my losses on that and, and take him out. I mean, like for example, if there's no if there's no price rises, and I'm going to talk about some of the players I'm looking at, um, I could move him down to a four point five and move Dean up to a James, for example, um, and, and play with that. And there's Gabriel Jesus up front um, as well, and you know didn't score seventy five percent ownership. I'm still not entirely sold on him. I'd rather have Saka, for example, but in the kind of system and setup that I've got. Um, Jesus kind of has to stay. Even if I was to bring in Haaland, I wouldn't trust Haaland as my lone striker. So it kind of has to be uh, Jesus in the side. There's no other strikers that I particularly want, unless we're looking at Nunes, for example. But I think for now, the fullbacks um, are still, uh, I'm still more than happy with, with owning those two. But I can see the appeal um, of Nunes. Uh, so I've got a few little kind of arrows uh, and, and circles to put around my players. So we've got Ward here. So he's a big orange. Basically, orange flag for me. I'm not happy about that. You know that that conceding two goals to, to Brentford. Um, so he, you know, he is someone that I'm, I'm kind of looking. At. It's going to be very unlikely that I do find any way to move him on though before the before the wild card. But he's he is certainly a concern. Uh, Trent and Robertson, absolutely fine. More than happy to hold on to those. Obviously, I wanted Nunes. I'd have to move one of them on. Um, but I think that's that's too much of a luxury transfer for me when I've got kind of a few issues kind of elsewhere. Uh, Cancelo as well. He's not going anywhere. He'll probably be in my season, in my team all season, as will Trent. Robertson might kind of dip and out, but I think with Harvey Elliott in the team as well, I think that makes Trent an even better option. Um, and, and Cancelo, you know, playing quite quite in midfield, not getting forward as much in that first game. I expect that to change against Bournemouth and he's going to be kind of flying up higher. So, yeah, not worried about him at all. Dean's a red, though. Dean is a big problem for me. I think particularly after this week, if he doesn't get anything against Everton, and then he goes into the run of games that he's got. I think he's going to be a, a pretty easy sell. Um, the problem is I might get stuck with him because if uh, you know if if Haaland does haul again, then I have to do De Bruyne out. Then maybe you know maybe that happens. But it means that I could just bring Perisic in for Dean and play Pereira again. You know, and then it's just it's, I just feel like I'm going to get stuck with Dean and probably lose some value on him. I think I need to get some returns from him this week. In an ideal world, Dean gets me seven points this week, seven or eight points. Um, De Bruyne and Haaland look broadly the same I decide to keep him and then I moved in on um, someone else so that would be the ideal but fantasy football very rarely uh, works out like that um, Salah's fine no no issues with him really poor performance for Liverpool probably the worst they'll play all season but I'm going to back him to, to continue to deliver um, they'll improve his kind of link up play with Nunes is going to be really interesting um, as well I really like Harvey Elliott coming to that side overloading that right hand side Trent bobbing down Salah I think it's, there's going to be goals down that side so yeah no concerns about him at all um, De Bruyne, I've just highlighted as orange. I want to wait and see to see how he fares in this in this Bournemouth game. Um, I do worry that I could get punished, um, and then I have to move him out. But I would ideally like to keep him. I think obviously he's such a good player. I'd like to keep him until the World Cup. At least give him six weeks um, to assess. But if there's going to be a forty or fifty point chasm between him and Haaland by then, then that's going to look like a really stupid move. Uh, Mount as well, orange. Happy to give him time, uh, but need to see a little bit more. Um, from him. Uh, Neto is fine. I've talked about him. I think he, he looks all right. Um, same with Pereira as well. I'm happy with these two budget kind of options. I think they give me a little bit of breathing room uh, with, with what to do with Perisic. The only thing that worries me about Perisic is the is the price drop that, that could inevitably um, come. But for now, I'm not going to panic too much. And then I've got Gabriel Jesus as a green as well. I'm not going to panic on him. Uh, very highly owned, likely dropping price, but still uh, a good Arsenal attacker with a great run of fixtures to come. So I would be keeping the faith Here's my watch list. I'll be kind of updating this each week, kind of as I go. Um, not a huge amount of players on it, which is fairly encouraging. 
Um, in defence, I've got Zinchenko, I've got Reese James, I've got Saliba, who I really like the look of as a 4.5 option. Uh, obviously, Tommy is going to come in. Does that mean Ben White just doesn't play anymore? I think that'd be harsh on him as, as a Brighton fan and I know what a good player he is. But they can't drop Saliba given that performance that he's just put in. Um, so there's a bit of a kind of a risk of rotation around around Saliba. But 4.5, particularly in the short term until this wildcard, I think he's a great option. Uh, Regulon as well, I've put him. I mean, there's rumours going around that Brighton are interested in him. Um, he feels like he's a bit kind of too good for us, really. You know, coming from Real Madrid, going to Spurs, Champions League football, all that kind of stuff. I thought he was going off to Sevilla, but, you know, there's rumours. If he does come in at 4.4, I think he's going to be a really good option for us um, as well. So definitely one to keep your eye on. Uh, in midfield, I'm looking at Kulazewski. He's gone up in price. going to mean he's, he's quite hard to get, but... You know, if he carries on putting in performances like that, I think he's going to be something that's difficult to ignore. And then look at all the other eight million options. I mean, Madison's on there, Saka, uh, Foden as well. Um, you know, they they all look they all look great. Um, I've Gabriel Martinelli as well. If I do want to downgrade the eight million and go down to a, a six million um, or six point one million, then, then Martinelli kind of is the man. Zero uh, point four minutes per XG on penalty. I mean, obviously the state sum is really really small, but Martinelli's actually wasn't amazing um, in that game. Uh, it was about the same as Saka's, for example, who who just registered the assist. Um, but still looks great value, kind of at that six million mark um, as well. I put phone on him as well. I mean, the, the lowest of the minutes per XG on on pen. One, I'm going to keep saying it. One, one game data sample um, didn't look that threatening though. And I think that kind of data kind of bears that out. Um, maybe showing minutes with Mares, maybe moving to the left, showing minutes with Grealish. I think he's too big a gamble really to to go with. So I think it's, it's going to limit limit people to you know maybe double city defence and and Haaland um, or, or someone like me maybe going for De Bruyne and. Ireland, but it's, it's difficult to justify that with Salah as well, because you can kind of make it work. Um, elsewhere, we've, we've got budget players. Uh, and then up front, I mean, I've got Nunes in. I, I've got to be impressed by the debut he had. He could be someone that we, we do take some money out. Um, you know, if, if he is going to match Salah for four million less or even get close to it, the things we can do with that, that money are absolutely massive. So could be an option. I'm not saying it will be an option, but it could be an option if we see more of, of him, of, of what we've seen. He's a poacher. He's a very intelligent player in the box. Um, and obviously Salah needs to, needs to outscore him heavily to be worth extra money. I've got Haaland in. I mean, I can't believe he's on my watch list, not in my team, but, you know, I've talked about him enough. Uh, Welbeck was so impressive with Welbeck. His price is, is uh, disappointing. I mean, 6.5 is a lot. It's the same as Mitrovic, for example. You won't have penalties. Um, there might be a bit more rotation with him. He has had fitness issues in the, in, this, in the past. But if you are looking for a differential kind of brand play, you're impressed with what you saw, then he probably is the one to go for in our side. But I'd probably have Mitrovic kind of at the same price. Uh, and Wilson as well. I mean, 7.5. Um, for, for Wilson, it, it seems a bargain if he can stay fit. So I do like the look of, of Wilson. Uh, Newcastle's fixtures aren't amazing going forward, but you know if he can put on a prolonged period of not picking up an injury, they can come out of these rough fixtures and have a good you know a good spell of games. He could be someone that we look to, and maybe forwards are back. You know, there's, there's options. You know, Nunes, Haaland, Jesus, Wilson, Mitrovic. Suddenly, it looks like the forwards might be back on the radar. So check out Harry's video that he did on some of those um, as well on the channel. Uh, and let me know what you think of the forwards. Um, let's talk about Fantasy Five then. Uh, the game this week got Arsenal versus Leicester, Man City versus Bournemouth. <laughs> Goals in that. Uh, Brentford v United, Chelsea, Tottenham, and Liverpool Palace. So looking at Arsenal first, I mean you've got to back a kind of Arsenal win um, in this. The Leicester players are priced pretty kind. I mean Dewsbury Hall, for example, five point five. That means he just needs a goal, and he did score kind of in game at one. Surely Rogers isn't going to take him off early. Uh, Jamie Madison. Uh, Jay Madison, James Madison. I keep calling him Jamie. I don't know why. Maybe some of his friends call him Jamie. Uh, it's just seven point five. So a clean sheet and a goal. Quite a lot they need for that. The likes of Saka, for example, eight point five. Um, Odegaard seven point five. Martin is eight point five. Jesus is, is you know quite expensive at nine point five. 
Vardy's an interesting one, though, at 6.5. Would need a goal and assist, but, you know, it could happen. I think he's probably the, the undervalued pick here and probably the one I'll go for, so we'll stick Vardy in. Man City, I think we've got to go big um, on this one. I don't think we can be picking a Bournemouth player, even though they're, you can see their points totals are incredibly low. I think we have to go for a, a, a big sort of City win. So Haaland's 10.5, De Bruyne's 11.5. I really want to go for De Bruyne, but realistically, I think you have to go for Haaland at, at 10.5. I mean, he's going to need... Well, three goals, really. Um, De Bruyne would need two goals. Maybe De Bruyne is the better choice because you haven't got the bonus points to think about. Mm, yeah, interesting, because if Haaland gets two two goals, that'll be, that'll be ten points, right? Because it'll be two times four uh, and then the two appearance. Oh, let's go for De Bruyne then. If he gets two goals, that's ten, and then his two appearance points. Uh, oh, that'd be amazing if De Bruyne gets two goals. Let's stick him in and go for it. Uh, Brentford versus United. Uh, United normally get priced quite highly um, on this, and they have. I mean, Rashford, Sancho, Eriksen, all 7.5. I'm not trusting these guys, guys you know, that much. Um, looking at someone like Tony, for example, 6.5. I don't mind that. Looking in defence, can Brentford kind of keep them out? Looking at the likes of Pinnock, Henry, uh, me, mm, not really too sure. Difficult one to call this. Um, the prices are actually more even than, than I kind of thought they they were. Let's go for oh, what do you reckon? Let's go for a United win then. Um, let's pick a. I've been slating Maguire all week. Uh, let's go for a Maguire bullet header. Um, that's all he needs, just one header in that game. Uh, Brentford have got their injuries. Um, maybe Maguire can can get a goal and, and kind of uh, you know kind of you know, shush the crowd like he like he likes to do. Uh, Chelsea Tottenham. We've got some good picks here. Havertz at 6.5. Uh, we've got my my boy Mount and Sterling, both at 7.5 um, as well. I always like to pick the, the wing-backs, especially in the kind of a game like this. I mean, Reese James is there, 8.5. Chilwell, 7.5. Do we think Perisic is going to start? He's 6.5. Sessignon's there. Yeah, really tricky to know. I think Emerson Royale could be an interesting one um, at 6.5. Uh, can he get a clean sheet and an assist? Mm, difficult. Maybe we should just go for Reese James. Mm, no, I'm going to I'm going to stick on Emerson Royale. I think there's some question marks around Perisic and, and Sessegnon, um, but let's back Emerson Royale. It's a good performance from him um, in that game. If he can, you know, if he can maybe get a goal um, in that, uh, we'll take it. And then finally, it's Liverpool versus Palace. You've got to expect Liverpool to win this. I think we just go big uh, on one of them. I mean, Salah's 12.5. Diaz is 8.5. Nunes 8.5. I think we go for one of those two, Nunes or Diaz. Let's go for Nunes. It's his first. It'll be his first start for for Liverpool. Um, he'll be playing in front of the, the cop and the, and the home crowds. Let's hope that he can get a big uh, haul. So normally I like to go for a couple of kind of the cheaper picks. But I've gone for you know some players that are going to need to all kind of deliver quite big returns here. Um, but that is what we'll do uh, this week. I'll let you know how I got on last week. If you're interested in Fantasy Five, check out the link in the description. Um, do give it a play. It's really fun, really easy to set up your team, uh, and you could win ten grand or some great other prizes. Uh, so thanks very much, everyone, for watching. I hope you've enjoyed this video. Um, I'll be back next week with my next team selection. Uh, and good luck in Game Week 2.